gentlemen, how you guys doing? How are it's you another doing? day, Great. another another night, man. Friday, that's what you mean. Well, nice to see you. Oh man, it's nice. This is fun, man. A Saturday night. Yeah. And this is the best thing to be doing on a Saturday night. Yeah. To be honest, I'm I'm excited about it. Uh, when we didn't record throughout the week, I was a yeah. little nervous. Like, ah, oh, man, I really wish we recorded it because I'm getting into the habit of that routine, right? Yeah. And then you messaged like, hey, could we do it tonight? And I was like. And Let's it worked it. out. Yeah. It's game. Yeah. And thought, you were like, I'm not. I was, I was very out of it all week. I lost my voice at the beginning of the week. And I was assuming like I'm out on the podcast is that, this week. Is that why you sound like, so, like amazing right now? It's not a new person. It's same sexy Paolo, new voice. Same so, old Paolo, new voice. New voice. Oh and, uh, but it came back just enough to speak. Good. So, so I'm happy. Let's yeah. hope it lasts. Let's go karaoke after this. New fan favorite. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, today we're we're going to be talking about a few things. Um, one is Paolo and I were uh, recently at a conference. I don't know if you were. Oh, you were there last year where we did the Yale conference. Yale conference. That was that cold. Was, you know, and oh, that was fun, man. Enlightening, yeah. dude. That that's, that was the start. That was the catalyst yeah. of FMST. That one was good. Uh, oh, Ken, Kempis was there, dude. It was incredible. Charlie Stolotano was there. We sat. We, I wish I we saw him. We missed him. Um, really what, what a great that, There yeah. was some good stuff there. I mean, I yeah. learned a lot. I mean, analytically, like, there's yeah. so much going on. Can I, was I ask, like the, was it packed? Like, yeah. were the... Okay. Yeah. But the thing is, when it, if I'm going to compare between the two just lightly, that one was was busier there was more people there but we were there mm-hmm. for both days yeah and it had more classrooms this one was like three three, three classrooms four, like, class. and that was about it at the yale conference there was maybe one large auditorium and about another four or five classrooms but they had like andres cantor was there kempis was there talking about his time in oh, valencia yeah. in spain yeah. oh, cool. Tano. they had the lady that built that architect place at uh, atlanta remember oh, she built the, she, the hartfield group hartfield Hartfeld group out of yeah. Yale, basically. So. They, they built the Atlanta Stadium, the one that opens up and becomes yeah, a dome. Yeah. Oh, man, that is nice. So she talked about that. Nice it was incredible. Now. While we were sitting there, that was actually the inception of FMST because we were talking about what we should do. What we oh, want to names, do it. names, right? We were talking yeah, about names. You were just, he was sitting next to me and he was just like, just doodling. FM soccer talk. And I was like, in. Yeah. I'm in, dude. FMSD. He's a, we were, do you know, he's a doodler while he's at, in oh, class. It's the only way to take notes. Dude, yeah. to I, he was sitting next to me in the first class, and I was legit. I was ty- I was, it was yeah, writing I was tagging metrics. Yeah, so I was sitting. <laughs> I'm like, what did he do? And I do this, but I became like, a, no, I'm a grown-up. I'm sitting in a <laughs> Princeton classroom. I do boxes. And I'm going to do this. And he's furiously writing, and I'm like, the guy hasn't said anything yet. What could he be writing? Oh, he's doodling. Okay, and yeah. I sat back and I'm like, oh, that's fine. Let's go. Let's do this. Yeah, that's Doesn't amazing. Happen, dude. So, wow. what, so that's what's cool. happening. Is that, so and, and this was, was the inception as in like, you guys hadn't even, you were just starting to talk about. We were like, we want to do wow. a podcast. How should we do it? So what should we this do? This conference yeah, this has a... Oh, it's in my heart, man. That's almost oh, the anniversary, it's dude. It's the anniversary oh, of this. We, we, we never talked about this before. And, I'll tell you, and one of the things I will tell you is that, you know what? I was talking to the individual that ran it at Yale. Yeah. And I chatted with him at the end. I don't know if you remember. You were on your way on, you were on your phone. Oh, and I chatted with him. I was like, hey, not another great conference. And I don't know what. He goes, we want to keep it in the Diego? corridor. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that's who that was. We want to keep it in the, in, the, in the New York, uh, Boston yeah. corridor, blah, blah, blah. Maybe we might get it at Sacred Heart. I'll get out, man. You had that that wow. space for it over there. He literally said uh, he he. So from Yale, he became a professor now at Texas A and M. Okay. So okay. he said that uh, he wants to keep it up in this area, and, and I was telling him how we have Kyle Martino, perhaps, and Robbie Must uh, Musto oh, coming oh to Sacred Heart in February. And he goes, "Well, you know what? What? Why don't we 
perhaps talk about Amazing. what you said up there. Yeah. And I was like, wow. And he goes, I'll, I'll get you to connect with um, Fernando Paloma. And I was like, get out. The, the commentator. The commentator, who we talked to. That dude was who great. We talked to. That dude was fantastic. So he man. goes, I'm going to connect you. And I was all like, you know what? FMST sponsored at Sacred Heart University. Yeah, Let's do yeah. this. The excitement starts running, right? That's, yeah, the so hand, that's the handshake of the year right there, man. Right, that's nice. Yeah. Diego Vacano, right? No, Von... Um, I had the name here. Yeah. That, might, that might be bigger so than he, you guys adding me to the show. <laughs> Maybe. Just a little. <laughs> Either way. So, so this, this conference has something. So when we saw that it was coming up, we're saying we're doing it now. That's we we cool. really want to go because yeah. it's one of those that we 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 were soccer fans we're crazy about soccer and yeah. it, it, it's got a place right we have our anniversary coming up so when i got into the class i remember franco wasn't able to go yes and you and i were like oh we're gonna go we're gonna get set up we're gonna and i was excited for all of us to go yeah and that first class like i guess i want to get what's it called your, right it was i want to get you yeah sure Diego van vacano van vacano oh yeah close. you were close you just forgot the van i remember i got the van we together so, yeah, he was a uh, he was um he was a Princeton alumni. I think he played soccer with Charlie, and that's how they knew each other. Okay. And then he became like the you know the. Yeah, you start to learn that at this like these guys they obviously it's yeah. you know what it's like us, ten, yeah. fifteen, twenty years from now like individually getting together. Getting together. Like, exactly. It's what it felt like yeah. as you started watching them talk to each other. Yeah, oh, they yeah, definitely yeah. They definitely knew each other. So I think the first class was the one that Tito and I were. We went into this conference the most excited about. Which, which, we're both data guys, so it was good, it was called um, uh, Sports Analytics Alchemy or Science by Stefan Szymanski, uh, professor in Michigan. So this guy was all about soccer analytics. I do analytics for my career. Tito is all about analytics. I know you are as well, I but Tito data. and I were there. Data, so we were like, we're going to love this. It's not just about analytics. It's about soccer analytics. How cool. We're going to love this class. Yeah. So we sat down like ready. He starts tagging his notebook ready to go. <laughs> and uh, it it, had a, it was a slow start. It was. Like I'm watching and I'm just like, it's okay. Do you remember his intro? His he intro goes, was super slow. He goes, no, no. His first five lines, he goes, uh, I'd like to thank everybody here at Princeton for um, setting me up at nine in the morning on a Sunday, on a Sunday, yeah, yeah, just right. after knowing that we are going to be partying and drinking on a Saturday night. So a shout out to you guys for getting me here nice and early, yeah, even yeah, though yeah. I wish I was in bed. <laughs> I think he said it. He said it in good humor. Yeah, he said it. Jackson. Yeah, he said it in good humor. Oh, but it was just like. He wrote the book Soccernomics, by the way. Soccernomics, which, which is a very, a which is a big, big book. It's a big oh, thing. Yeah. Cool so this guy, phrase, dude, great name. Yeah, so great we came name. in like, oh, we're pumped. We're doing. We're yeah, listening. And even center. though it was slow to get in, that was a, one of the things that I took out from there was data. It was yeah. that's my, one of my favorite things because with the data we're able to analyze and come yeah. up and tell stories and things like that. There's a website that I. I'll tell you how they got to that. Do it. Let me tell you how they got there. He starts it off with essentially writing algorithms for figuring out if your theory is um i think his theory that he presented to us uh, as an example was teams with uh, more funding are more likely to win a match right that's his theory so you start with a theory then you start getting all the data and then he started talking about open source coding structures that analyze data they can write simple code against it and run analysis against games right so you start plugging in games and then you start adding variables like home team versus away team and then he was total so, value so he starts saying well by value of players where do i get my value of players from and he said transfer market and jerry i can see him like tito was like what's transfer market and i see him writing it down because he just realized he had a source of soccer data and I, i'd heard of it before so it didn't surprise me 
But suddenly we're pulling out of this class. There's an interest in what he's saying and he starts analyzing it. And then he brings up the point that I found most fascinating, but makes total sense. You compare yourself in that business to the bookies. Bookmakers are never beaten, right? They're like the casino of the world. So if they are averaging a 72% correction and he hits 68%, he's doing pretty good. So what's my algorithm compared to the bookies? And he was showing his results against theirs, and then later reevaluating it and adding another he was, variable. Put it this way: with the small amount of variables that he was putting into his algorithm, yeah, because it wasn't a lot. It was like maybe I got four the numbers. Variables. Total value of a home team, total value of a away team, versus and the uh, value of uh, oh, I got his um <laughs> home advantage plus total market value of the home team divided by the total market value of the away Those team things. equals the probability of a home win, draw, or an away win. That is his simple formula, and his and, numbers. And what's impressive is that he is very close to the bookies, and the bookies are. I mean, fifty. Oh, that makes sense. But, but, but the thing yeah. is, but the bookies are looking at new information. They're looking at what's going on in the environment. How do the teams? What's I going, think what's inside information. hundred well. percent. Right. I, I mean, about, it's like uh, what's that? The FanDuel or whatever, yeah. whatever site that is that yeah. you can bet. Yeah. You could bet on anything. When I was in right? Vegas, do you can get a line on anything, yeah. on any game, anywhere. You can do flip flip the, the coin flip, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah I heard so, that. So first in, first yellow. They have to get their odds from somewhere, and we're better than these fucking people. If he's comparing to bookies. He show he, he this is my favorite thing. Right? He's he's showing a football hash uh, line or hyphen data You have all these leagues here, and it goes back twenty uh almost twenty years. Look at this Premier League Championship League One, which is click on this, valuable, and it has all of these data points as to who won and who's home and who's away. Yeah, what the score was. So you could trend out and test your theory as it's been going, and then make it stronger. So the whole idea is to continuously improve it and. He's more of like, uh, we should share data for the good of better data. But the problem is because money's involved in this, there's companies out there or people, individual, that this is what they do. They know if they're onto something, they're not going to share it. They're going to hold oh, on yeah. to it because it is now their livelihood, yeah. whether it's for their own personal betting or selling it and working for a company that it's does a, this. It's a digital ledger. It's basically. a digital ledger. Yeah. So they're blockchaining soccer, essentially. Yeah. So this way we're getting like into it, but we got those two sites, <laughs> football-data.com. <laughs> Very cool. It is. Are you hey, kidding bro. me? That's what it is. That's awesome, <laughs> I got a meeting with one of my uh, co-authors tomorrow where we're going to be getting looking at this kind of stuff and try, coming up with our research question and say, how could we use this kind of information to create really fun, exciting marketing sponsorship stuff yeah. and all that. So that's a conversation that I'm definitely going mm-hmm. to be looking into because that for me, that first conversation in that setting yeah. started off slow. I saw that and I just lit up. Are you kidding? I, I almost, like, oh, almost want to say you I mean. stopped paying attention. 100%. He ah. pulled out his laptop, started looking at the numbers. I'm still talking. Like I got his thoughts, his theories, comparing it to alchemy, his personal conclusions. And I knew he wasn't writing anything down anymore because he was looking at numbers. And he's you know, tapping me on the shoulder. Look at, look at this. Look at, oh my yeah. God, his data's here. And I was like, yeah, put it this way. It is. I know a lot of this <laughs> stuff because of the fact that like, he's talking about R. Know it, right? We understand uh, all that. He's yeah. talking about Python, learning yeah. all that. And he's talking about like, like, logistic regression. It's like, dude, I do that. Like, I did that during my yeah. PhD. Okay, yeah. So it's a matter of like, I understand what he's Everything talking about, saying, but, but I don't know this. So yeah, I was yeah. just, oh, So man. the fact, it's how it's, how it's being applied. Yeah. Is I so think there's an interest because it's soccer. 100%. So suddenly you're not doing it for work. You're doing it for like, oh man, I know I know these players, I know these teams. It's exciting. It was fun. It was, 
it start. It was a little like okay. It seems very. Uh, I hate to say uh, nerdy, but just like data points in it. Mm-hmm. But it was soccer. It was kind of cool, and I never thought about that side. And I think as we go through this, the the Princeton Conference, I started realizing I was enjoying different assets and facets of soccer. Whether it's this guy doing economics around soccer, the next one we'll talk to that we were players. We don't do that. We're doing a podcast on soccer. Yeah. Now right. that's something different and new. There's all these points that soccer is involved in, and we're just listening to these guys. And I'm like, I know, I now have like a hundred questions for you that I didn't think about, and that was the coolest part of it. We we felt that exactly at Yale, at Yale, and right? that's why I was so excited that you said, "Let's go." I mean, the drive alone was awesome. And then once we got there, I was like, man, like yeah. we were in our zone. And it was like, I wish this could be like a week long. Yeah. Yeah. We, we almost went cross country and kept it going and left our wives. We, just, <laughs> we were clicking. It's weird. Like, broke it's back. Weird. <laughs> it's weird. Well, let's just say that Gabby, every time Gabby was, uh, we chat, she's yeah. kind of like, oh, uh, so you took my husband on a date. And no, I was like, no. well, I don't know. If you want to see it, but we had a great time. Jenny always <laughs> refers to us as like a bromance or something. Like that. She's like, I'm sorry to break up your bromance right now, but like, yeah. apology accepted. So that was that first conversation, right? Uh, it got to a point where we're like, wow, this is cool. wow. That was the first conversation. Yeah. Yo, uh, let me tell you, that's a great way to start. I want to hear your thoughts. Yeah, but yeah. No, but what I want, I just want to say that I'm glad you enjoyed it because part of the reason why we wanted to bring you on board is because as soon as this conference came up, I knew that you would love it. And I the part of, and another reason why I even invited you onto the team the way that I did through text yeah. message was because it was coming up and I wanted you to know about and it. Planned and planned for and it. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. Give you a shit. It was like, a, what, two weeks or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so and, we, we talked about how we had this idea to kind of do this onboarding fun experience, but like, you, you had to know. You were and afraid for it to miss out. Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you what. So last year at the Yale Conference, they had a marketing analytics kind of, uh, a soccer analytics aspect. Okay. But it was a bit of a difference because now they were talking about how they studied the game oh, yeah. differently with passing that's penetrating. Oh, those, the, they're talking like about a, the ball yeah. movement. Excuse me, like, like baseball metrics. Kind oh, 100%. Of thing, right? That's it. Yeah. So this, is, this was a professor from Yale last year, I remember, and he was talking about how the, the element of surprise and the unknown is what makes soccer so difficult to predict. My favorite of the periodic elements. 100%. (laughs) So this guy was breaking it down to, they literally had a team that was um, in like the lower part. They brought in analytics and they shot them up and they ended up winning the the, the league. Oh, wow. That's incredible. They they compared them to one of the the best teams or the best team. And they basically said, They're saying, we passed this much less. You was like, 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 like Moneyball. faster. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah like the movie Moneyball. It's, right? well, it's Moneyball than soccer. It's Moneyball and soccer. Moneyball. But it no, doesn't. But, but it affected the gameplay. So Moneyball was more like individual it, players. Instead, that of, you instead of getting a player for a hundred million dollars that scores twenty home runs, you can get four players for five thousand dollars or yeah, five, you know, five yeah, million yeah, yeah. dollars yeah. or whatever. And you know what I mean? And just. But it would get the same numbers out of the, out of those four. Than yeah, yeah, yeah. What I'm getting at though, it was a different sense. lens on how they're using analytics in soccer in that aspect. So that was fun. They even talked about how that the the, the percentages of free kicks of that one team. Do you remember? They would score uh, one and a half goals on free kicks for the entire season. Yeah, it was a Nordic team. I oh, they're, they're on the FC. And they're saying, track. All right. <laughs> right, I know. <laughs> right, for the whole year or one like that. No, for that whole year, that team. <laughs> studied free kicks so well yeah. that they had at least one goal per game 
Oh, from set from, free, from wow. a set piece. Wow, wow. that's incredible. So, so that analytics part, I mean, the lens and all that kind of stuff is always a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, so tell to, me, tell me more. Is there was another like was there any other talks that you took in or any lectures that you really enjoyed? Yeah, I think the next one we went to right after it was um, was super interesting. And I'll be honest, the first this was one that in the first five minutes. I was like, eh, I thought this was going to be interesting, but like, how am I going to relate to this? And then immediately went, I'm so interested in what this guy does and he's got cool stories. And it Who was called, it? Uh, it was from uh, Jaime Macias and he's uh, a BN sports announcer. Oh, that's cool. Which I was like, that's kind of cool, right? Yeah. A sports announcer. I never imagined myself uh, sitting in a blue Let me, let me, let me. What was it, called? it was called How to Call a Soccer Game. That's right. what his But talks. let me change it. Because when I went in, I thought How to Call a Soccer Game. And I thought, okay, we have the play-by-play. Like, I was saying, oh, the guy's coming on the side. He's going to stand up the ball. The guy yeah, jumps yeah. up. He headers it. Yeah, and I really, isn't that what that is? No, no, no. Oh, this guy's the guy. analyst. So you have the play-by-play announcer. And then you have another guy who's analyzing the game and saying, okay, the reason why this happened is blah, 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 blah. He makes the this. statement. He makes During a goal kick or during a substitution, he'll throw out like a... Uh, you know, the last time these teams came together, this particular player, did he get whatever? Oh, whatever so he needs to learn every game and their its culture and how each fan receives it. And then he starts saying it depends he, on the teams. It depends on uh-huh. maybe you want to talk about the location, the climate, where these guys were last year. Type last of field. Year. All these little things. And he makes a sheet that he's showing us. This is his sheets. Like one prepared. team, yeah, yeah, another yeah. team. And he says very teams. specifically, prepare oh. your fact sheet yourself. Don't download anything because you need to know where things are because the game happens and things change. And he's listening to people telling him what's going on. We're on commercial break in 30 seconds or whatever. Did you ever in, in college or high school were allowed to create like a cheat sheet where you'd be like, you have one page yeah, to write yeah, any yeah. note you want? Uh-huh. That's essentially what he was showing us. He goes, look, I have my sheet this is here. My sheet. My, and he goes, right here, I have this. I have here and I have this. And you can see he has columns on his sheet. Oh, and he knows cool. where everything is. And he goes, if somebody else prepared it, I wouldn't know where these stats are. Yeah. He goes, so I prepared my so, cheat sheet, my fact sheet, which so that I could know yeah, where yeah, cool these it's are. Kind of like, it's kind of like why you doodle and I doodle. They say there's a whole do- there's this thing called the doodle revolution where it's people's ability to take notes and remember things better because they draw. Oh, okay. So like, yeah. like a picture tells a thousand words. So yeah. when I'm in a like a minute when I'm in a meeting, I I look like the rudest person because I'm just sitting there like my head doesn't even come up. Every now yeah. and then I'm like, uh-huh. I heard one person <laughs> say something and then I'm I'm literally drawing the whole time. Wow. And my boss has actually come to my defense like, uh, that's just don't mind him. He's just taking notes. And yeah. I'll remember an entire conversation based off of uh, this one picture that I took. Wow. Or true. And it, like um. Like teach if I had a teacher that didn't write on the board, yeah. forget it. I I didn't I did I did terrible in that class. Your your cheat sheet thing that you talking yeah. about? I thought you were allowed to do that on every test. So I just not my classes that I teach. Oh, I don't, <laughs> I don't, oh, I don't know. I don't, if it doesn't, if it doesn't Wait, say is that not standard. No, if it, yeah. If it doesn't say you, it's just like uh like it's like in in design when I get like brand standards for a yeah. company. If yeah. it doesn't say I can't do it, then I can do it. Yeah. That's my rule. I mean, it makes sense. So if I don't specifically say, say do not cheat. bring a cheat sheet, yeah. you're going to bring um, one in and be like... Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so, it's like cliff notes. Yeah. Well, 
No, it's they, not definitely how it is. Well, I have a, <laughs> <laughs> it's like they didn't say that I... I have a memory disability, dude. I can't remember things for long periods of time. I need a cheat sheet. It's a what? physical... It's a physical problem. It happens. It happens to some of us, right? So it, that's why I take a lot of notes, right? So oh. this guy, right? This guy's... My wife would be like... You're the worst. Like, <laughs> I'm not the worst, but she's like, because I always yeah. say that. Like, for her, like, yeah. she was so scholarly. And I was yeah. like, I took the teachers that, like, I was told to take, you know, yeah. because yeah. I knew I was going to pass. I yeah. think we're in this world to, to make our wives roll their eyes. And I tell, <laughs> I tell her all the time, I'm like, you need to, you're, you're going to get a headache if you keep rolling your eyes that much. <laughs> yeah. I say, maybe this is why you get migraines. Maybe this is why you get migraines. Just enjoy so, what I do. Yeah. <laughs> Go, going back a bit to the Messias guy, right? So he even oh, tells us, like, right, the first 15 minutes of a game, you want to say these things, game context. Oh, right. Who are we? Where are we? How uh, do how did they get here? By bus, by by plane, where they... Or the what, matches that was live, up no, to that. Was right. Liverpool having to fly across the country to go and play in guitar? Yeah. So you talk about uh, game Everything. importance, who's yeah. missing, the history, all of that in the first 20 minutes of a game yeah. as... A commentator. Yeah, it's called giving, and you, and you giving the, the fan context, there getting is. them yeah. into this game. Okay, is there a, is there a is there like a green light that goes on that he's like? Oh, it's actually talk. something really interesting. Uh, I didn't think so. You imagine these guys up in a booth, right, at the stadium. Which this I understood after he said it, didn't realize it, but because there's so many games now, so much going on. He calls almost all of his games now either uh, from home or from uh, like a, a van outside the stadium yeah. because they're given X number of games where they don't have to pay for uh, to actually go up in the booth. Yep. And then they're like, well, if we could call this game from the feed in the truck for free, we're not going to pay for it. Yeah, so, um, so that's live, one. They get so, live, but the live, other thing is his wow. level is view. This is what I thought was the most interesting aspect of what he did. He can only see up to like before the goalie. Like as you can imagine. So he infers what he thinks happened based on his own intuition. He's an ex-pro goalkeeper. So he's a soccer guy. He's played a lot his whole life. And he's been doing this a lot. So he learns to watch the refs, the linesmen, their cues. Yep. And he infers what happened in the play. He can't see the play. How can he and I said, I don't know how he does this. I literally told him, I don't understand how you do this. He says, it's feeling. It's a feeling that you feeling. get. You see the pass. You see the linesman. Yeah. If he does something, you kind of, oh, there's a foul. So he knows that as he's going to comment, he's going to comment on something. Yeah. And on top of that, you asked the question about, like, uh, is there a green light you're going to talk now? Yeah. No, it's all about his relationship with the play-by-play. So he goes, one of the things I hate is when they change my team. Because he goes, I have a play-by-play announcer. I have a, a person on the field. It's me that's doing the commentating. And he goes, I have a team of four. Are they all together? No, one's no. on the field, one's next to him, one's in a booth somewhere. So he says that. wandering different parts of the, the game. As much well, as he gets There's got to be a producer that says, you know, like one, two, three, sure, four. Sure, there's a probably his boss. I'm sure. Yeah, but, but, he goes, but, but he knows like the way that we kind of get a feel as to how we talk yeah. and when we talk and when somebody wants to get involved. Yeah, you have to form a partnership. Yeah. Yeah, so he's he said notes like, you it do was, this to cool. get, you get into the game and set the stage. Then you go deep into tactics on that game. It's tactics. You need to explain, and I like this, you need to explain why the stat is happening, not just the stat. You can't just be like, oh, 80% of free kicks, blah, 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 for that team. You need to say, like, this team has been uh, monstrous on its free kicks. They've been practicing for a long time. They've scored the last six free oh, kicks. Right. You need to tell them why it's an, even an important thing to talk about because when a free kick's about to happen, yeah. it's not something to look at. They're dangerous it. on it. Yeah. He builds your anticipation, anticipation for the game. And his that's, biggest thing was not to be a coach, 
We're all soccer players. We all act like we know what we're talking about. You're there. You're not there to be a coach. And I underline this. You're telling a story. Exactly. You're a storyteller to fans listening. And I'm like, that really puts in the context what he does. So again, let's back up when this class started, right? This guy's speaking. I was like, okay. Suddenly I was so in because I'm like, I've never thought about this part of the game before. This yep. guy's speaking in his day-to-day. He wakes up at 2 a.m. because the game's at 2.45 in his time zone. And he's got to get his adrenaline pumped up to do this. To or or he's got to bring it down. Or he's got to like lower it. And kinda, he has all a, he goes, if it's an energetic game, he goes, I, I, do, uh, I go run and I lift weights. And then I go in. He does a racing and goes, simulator. And a racing simulator. Because he, 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 he was a racer cars. too. A former awesome. racer. And that's how he got into commentating. Yeah. Or if it's like a, a chill game, kind of like, all right. He goes, I have a tea. I read. Yeah. I write. He was and then also I go super passionate. So this guy had all these stories. <laughs> what a job. Dude, really? Really? That's what you are talking about. You know how that is? He was 15. I will tell you his story. How he did it. He was what? He was 15. When he started, first time. Wow. So he was playing soccer. He's a professional. He was a goalkeeper. Yeah. And um, somebody needed him to do. Uh, he raced go karts as well yeah. as a kid. And uh, this guy was a Formula One announcer. And he's like, "I need help. I heard you do this. You're a local high school." And um, he goes, "You want to jump in with me?" And he goes, "Sure. Are you kidding me? Of course." And he did it. And he suddenly was at, like Formula One sports announcing, helping these guys out. And then they discover, hey, this soccer match the other day, we noticed a guy with your name on the bench because he was injured. So he was sitting on the bench. And he goes, yeah, that's me. And he goes, wait, you play soccer? And he goes, yeah. And they're like, why are you announcing Formula One? He goes, well, I also used to race go-karts. He's like, we need game announcers. Come with me now. And that's where his career started. And he met this guy from um, ESPN oh, that couldn't take him but because of his visa and he couldn't do it in time. And three years later, he was at BN. He called him back up. I need you now. And his life is now a sports announcer for BN. Really cool. This guy was open. He's, this guy was cool, man. It was awesome. He told, we, had, we had a great time I was hearing about out, it. To him, said, 100%. This, 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 I'd be like, hey, and I'd tell him something. And he'd be like, shh. Yeah, he's I mean, talking. Okay, plugged. Paul was plugged in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's good, dude. So yeah. we had a great time learning awesome. about the game. I mean, it was a matter of like how he's like. I think I took substitutions are no, it's on the substitutes side. are predictable. What does the match show us? What's next? What's the result? How and yeah. why? And he talked about specifically breaking points. He goes, every game is gonna have a few breaking points. When the post was hit, when somebody was in front of goal and they missed, or a, yeah. a big foul, a red card, a yellow card. And he goes, those are the things that you wanna emphasize when you get that time yeah. at the end and you collect. And you say there was five breaking points. These are the things that. So this guy broke the game down for us in a way in that a way, I was like, wow, dude. And you need to know the rule book. Because when something happens, how many fans think they know what happened? Or, oh, that's a, that's a hand. Or you get that. And you're sitting there going, well, uh, the rule is this. So you have to be able to describe it because mm-hmm. you're maybe calming down like a million fans <laughs> watching on TV because you're telling this. So you need to know the rule book like the back of your hand like a referee. Yeah. Yep. And you just, thought, it's amazing. about refing. I thought about becoming a ref. I did it as a kid. I did it like a five years child. ago. So I thought I think about doing it like. I've I've ref oh, I've ref at at, at you, the menu. You know who does it now? Lario Sanzo. That's high name? school. Dude. Have, he um, said he makes bang. Dude, he said he makes like a couple hundred dollars in a weekend, man. Hundred percent. Just like four. He says if you do four or five games in a weekend. Yeah. I have a easy, distant cousin easy. in Italy. All you're doing is just. If if, or, uh, if, if you're in college and you're center, you make like a hundred. I don't know if it's hundred. Yeah, yeah, maybe more. And then if you're a sideline, you get different. And then you alternate games. I was making like twenty five bucks plant do refing I'll indoor t- soccer uh, like five days a week I'll for five you, games yeah. a day. I'll tell you SASL. Yeah. 
the center gets 85 and the two linesmen get 55 each. Yeah, but the thing about this, but see the thing is, for me, I I, imagine the abuse they have to put up with. Yeah, not enough. Not enough money will get for taking that abuse. I I remember I kicked a couple people out of the league. So I heard, um, (laughs) I heard uh, Sunil Gulati was at this. So the final thing we attended, uh, well, we attended some other things. We're going to bring up the the things we thought were most meaningful. Yeah. Um, was a keynote keynote Q and A with Sunil Gulati, um, the former United States Soccer Federation president. Um, who was around for a long time. Well, I, I didn't know how long he, he was, was in the, the biz. Well, basically. he was the one who appointed Klinsmann. And, yeah. No, so he was the president for 12 years, but before that, he was involved with the 94 World Cup. So he's been yeah, around he for a He talked about, it's it's my, there's my presidency, but then there's everything before. Yeah. So I've been doing this for, I can't remember how many years he had said, and I was Time. involved in all of these things. It, it changed my perspective a bit because I was sitting there like, He's been through it, man. Who am I to judge this guy? He's been he's seen it from day one, and he architect or helped architect and helped shape him maybe to the best of his ability. And everyone is just armchair critic on this man. But then I'm like, he kept talking, and I was like, he's got a bit of an ego to him, yeah. and I could see why people attack him. And then I said this to Tito, and he goes, uh huh. And I was like, and he like brought me back, you know, like, because uh, I've been involved with this part of the game yeah. for a long time, right? I mean, I, I followed the presidency, Carlos Cordero going in, and Carlos Cordero was like a second-hand man, Comartino was on the block, yeah. I mean, there was a bunch of people, so I've been following like the USSF for a really, really, really long right. time. So when I, when I get the chance to see the guy, I was like, all right, well, I want to hear what he has to say. And he justified himself well in some areas, but there was other parts where I felt that he was just... You know, he was really good at at, at handling a press conference and because of his his position. experience came out from it. Yeah, right. You know what's crazy is that he went to Cheshire High School. Get out! Yeah, yeah he went really? to Cheshire High School. He he moved to uh, Connecticut when he was five. So uh, I did not know was, that. You know what? I wonder if he was at that that tournament that I was at, and I don't even remember. Right. Think which, about which tournament? The, the, the when he was Cheshire a kid. Tournament. Yeah. No, 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 against... Um, the alumni with DJ where yeah, you guys won. Yeah, the most recent one. Yeah, I wonder if he was there. That would be awesome if he was there and I didn't even recognize well, him. Well, Kristen Dunn was there. She was there, yeah. Which is, is pretty impressive all, all in itself. But, yeah, I don't know. I mean, the fact that this guy was there, he was being interviewed by um, Sebastián Alvarado. Yes, I gotta ask. Was it? Yeah, yeah, keep going. From um, Players the Players' Tribune, right? And, I mean, it, the, his style of questioning was a bit different. <laughs> I'm laughing because I want to, you got to tell that story. I want to hear that story. I want to hear the story that I heard where you <laughs> where you messed up because that it was a small blip. It was no, a, no, we got to hear it, dude. This is why people listen to us. I'll, you want me, I'll stuff, set the dude, scene because I'm gonna bust your balls because I know my balls are gonna get busted in about ten days. Yeah, okay, okay. So, I'll set the scene. So we finished the Sunil. So we'll get back to this keynote. We finish this keynote. Yeah, we go to the lunch. We go to the lunch. And we're, we're standing in front, and, and Tito's, uh, he's a mix there. He's trying to, like, uh, he, yeah, yeah, really, yeah. he engages people all the time, right? I'm a little, I get shy a little bit, like, to engage people, but he's just like, hey, man. So he sees Sebastian in front of us, and we're going down the, the buffet line, right? And he he's like, I'm going to reach out to this guy and chat, and I have a connection, and Tito, take it away and tell everybody what happened. Yeah, yeah please tell me. This is Sebastian like- from the Players' Tribune. So, so he's so. What does that mean? What he was in mean? the middle. Okay, so Players Tribune is a really you, you like good magazine where it gives you in depth stories about players yeah. and a different perspective of players. Right. So personal, like he's interviewed these. Oh players yeah, but but, oh, but okay. players like I read it often. Right? Okay. So you as he's scooping, the, you you read the players. You you're a often. fan. Yeah. Of I got so you. as he's scooping the hummus, 
I tell him, hey. <laughs> I forgot to set that She's scooping I was all like, I really enjoyed the way you interviewed Sunil Gulati. I was like, it was a casual, it was kind of a laissez-faire kind of thing, and you yeah. had your legs crossed and all that kind of stuff, right? It was real relaxed, which oftentimes isn't the easiest thing to do when you have Did you have to cut pressure. anybody in line? No, no, Get out of the way, guys. Kids, no. six old ladies. <laughs> no, 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 no. You just happened to position yourself right behind me. I 300 chest kicked the dude. <laughs> So I I tell the guy, I was like, hey, I really appreciate it. And he was like, ah, oh, thanks. And I was like, you know, I read I read The Athletic a lot. And he goes, ah, oh, they're, uh, they're, they're a real good magazine, but I, I'm with the Players' Tribune. And, and I was that, like, oh, <laughs> oh, my God. Like, and that's like the that, biggest yeah, insult yeah. ever. And I, yeah. and I knew exactly who he was and yeah. what he, where he's, he where so he's a writer. He's he's also, yeah, yeah, and then yeah. he goes, ah, uh, that's a good magazine, but I'm with the Players' Tribune. And I was kind of like... Oh that's, shit! That's so I was like, "Listen, listen I read you a lot." And I was like, "I, I read the Kevin De Bruyne." He went into the, the same Kaku one. Yeah. I read the Alves one, and these are stories which are awesome. Don't get me wrong; like, yeah. I sent them to the group yeah. a lot. Yeah, I read them, yeah. Right, yeah. so they're good. Like, I mean, and I told him, and he was like, "I worked on those." And so at this point, I lost some 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 footing. The but then, but then after that, I was like, I told him the ones I've read, and he goes, "And I worked on those." And I was like, "All right, I got to step up." Yeah. Because when we went to lunch, he waited for us. Because we were in the same line together, and we were on our way to lunch, and 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 I see him like kind of like hold the thing, and he's kind of like looking around, and he waits for us. We arrive, and then he starts walking with us, and I was like, right on. So that means I didn't make that bad of an impression. Oh, I see. I felt bad. I saw him trying to save it, and I knew what happened. You could see it. Yeah. Tito knew it was the Players Tribune, but he said the wrong thing, and the guy's like, now you're trying to just come back, but. Oh, I, but I know my stuff. Right thing to do. Yeah. Listen right to thing this. To I maybe did the right thing. You, you checked know what? what if I did I'm pretty it? sure I did that to Brian McBride. <laughs> I did this on purpose. We were having lunch with him, man. I did oh. this on purpose. I was like, I wanted, I wanted to bring it on yeah, a little kick bit. Kick him down a little bit. Bring it on a little bit. You are. Yeah. Of course. Cutting me in line. Taking that out of here. You want the history in the books. You got it. You write down the history. Let's get back. Let's finish up the Sunil thing. Oh, yeah. Let's finish that up. So one of the things he said was they asked him if he's, is he happy with his 12 um, years? Men's soccer, his 12 years in his presidency. Ooh. Very good so question, the, I thought, right? The, the moderator did? The moderator yeah, asked him this, stuff, right? Yeah. It was one moderator, just, it was like a, just two yeah, first in front. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, uh... <laughs> You're a jerk, dude! Yeah. <laughs> He's not the one who said it. Um, <laughs> he responds with... It's getting hot in Happy? <laughs> He's happy with... He, is he happy with where it is today from 20 years ago is how he would respond that. So from when he first came 20 years ago, and that's the number I couldn't remember. Yeah. And he says, from that moment when I started, there are now three pro leagues that didn't exist before. Uh, there's high-valued MLS teams, MLS that didn't exist before, and there's a women's team success. So he goes, when I think back and I put those down, Yes, I'm happy. Now, there's a lot of people in the room going, eh. Yeah, you can't take all that credit. And the women were good before he came around. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What I'm saying is, the way that he answered every question was very much a politician's question. Oh, yeah. Oh, it was, it how, did, how did you yeah. do What do you think it about your presidency? Well, I did more than just my presidency. Let me a tell you. Jokes, kind of, oh. A lot of, like, ribbing on Yeah, they, you, they would ask him, like, a question like, um, so what, did you fe- what do you feel when you read negative things about you? And he goes, uh, I, I don't read. Them. I don't read. Yeah. He's like, ah, oh, come on, of course you do. And then he goes, and then he goes yeah, I do. I, I do it like everybody else. But Grant Wall was part of the, the, the people asking oh, yeah. questions. And oh, Grant was. Wall, he was in the audience. He was, he was in, in audience. the audience with us. Because Grant the day Wall before, is written everybody, dude. He's good. He's like, I love that, dude. I literally, he's one of my favorite. He, he's like, he, he knows so much. He's football, right? Fo- yeah, fo- playing football. Playing football. Playing yeah, football. Yeah, with Grant Wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So 
I he he's asking them questions, and it was a matter of like he's he's asking them really tough questions. And um, he even then he goes, "Hey Grant, uh, what about the PC or what about that? Oh, you know what, uh, Grant?" And he was pointing, he was calling them out. Oh, yeah, and it was yeah, a matter yeah. of I I showed Paolo in the middle. I was kind of like, you, "You may not know this." Part of the history, he was and I showed him a piece. Right? I was like, "Look, check yeah. this out." And I was like, "Grant Wall wrote a piece as to why Sunil Gulati needs to get quit his job when yeah, the U.S. Yeah. didn't and qualify." He's sitting there, and that's. I remember that article. Yeah, I remember that article. Like reading it the next oh, day, yeah, yeah, and yeah. I was like, "I don't, I have no idea," and agreeing with it, which was fun because yeah. it was all new to yeah. me. So I was like on the edge of my seat, learning. You know what? About if this. they if they kept Klinsmann, they would have they would have qualified. One hundred percent, I agree. I was a fan of Klinsmann. I think so too. He so, changed the like the, the youth system too. Yeah, they gave yeah, him they I, gave I, him the key to say push. He was looking long term. They really messed up. He was I looking long term, and they they, nobody wanted to wait. They so the, the the conversation about nepotism came up as to yeah, Borhalter and Borhalter and all that kind of stuff, and he goes, I mean, but the thing is, he answered like a politician, and nobody came up and said. They interviewed one other person that was not going to be getting the yeah, job. Yeah, it wasn't a challenge. Um, so it was it was it was a. I, he answered well because he knows how to answer. But then he gets he goes, we have $160 million in the reserve. And after the end of the year, we should have $125 million, right? And I'm thinking to myself, if you guys are really pushing soccer forward, you shouldn't have that much money in the reserve because you should be putting that back into the system. Every, and, and, and but they say, all the youth. Yeah, and they're all like, oh, we have $160 million. What you're telling me is you run it as a business, you're profitable, and are you going to go public soon or what? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Think about it. They're, they're Think about it. They're non-profit. But if you're sitting on 160 million dollars as a non-profit, yeah. that's telling me that you guys aren't investing the money right in the in the proper ways. So that was my that was my biggest well, issue. They don't know how to. Or they don't know how well, to. They don't know how to. So I mean, it was a matter of uh, they, they talked a bit about the coaching and the refing and things yep. of that note. Um, but it was just a matter of. Uh, it was fun to see. We asked for a picture afterwards. Yeah. We're like, hey, son, we'll take a picture with you. But even we're... the way he answered the okay yeah. gave me an insight. He had okay. this like, okay, guys. Yeah, okay. okay. Yeah, whatever. Okay, go. And I was, I was like, like ah, I don't want to picture is. with you anymore. So did you take it? You took <laughs> oh, yeah, I took it. Yeah, I took of course it. I took yeah, it. Yeah, of course I took so it. That's not up on, a, on Facebook? No, we're waiting for the Instagram. Hang in shame. <laughs> this is almost worse than the Players' Tribune athletic situation. <laughs> All so, I'm saying is there's some other people that have been dinged on this kind of stuff and you proved it when you yeah, sent it true, in. Sure. I, I wrote to him from my personal account and let him know that it happened to us. Yeah. I told him because I was just, because people, vintage if other keeper. people, if shout other, out, the Vintage the, Keeper. The Vintage Keeper, yeah. Oh. Yeah. This is pretty cool. He's got some. What are you, has he responded? Yeah, he wrote back and he was just like, thanks for the heads up. It's good to know it's not just us, you know. Yeah. Fight the power. Basically, yo, honest to God, I can almost pull it up and tell you what he said. But it was, it, it rolled, it was like he's that. like, right. he's like, it's such BS because all we're doing is just promoting. We're, we're, we're trying to make it. You're people, literally but giving no, that's why the only, for free. That's the why the only reason I can think that it's a problem is that it's like someone is riding on you. Someone is actually reporting you as abuse. It has to be. Right, yeah, it has to yeah. because we are not profiting from it. That's true. We are literally free advertising for them. Why they don't want? They, they don't want the advertising. Want it. apparently. So now, if I was profiting from this, or the three of us were profiting, then I could understand saying, "Hey, you're using our stuff, and you're profiting." So it's not NBC. He yeah. said he did it. He was trying to promote the the Sun goal, which is probably the, the same, same goal. goal. It's the same goal. Same the Delhi Ali, because he's a Tottenham sp- yeah. uh, supporter. Oh, we, yeah, him and right. I were chatting over the summer, oh, yeah. remember? Yeah. And he was he's a Tottenham supporter, so I reached out to him like, "Hey, what do you think about the Pochettino thing?" And he's like, oh, "I don't know what." So we've been talking throughout, and then he literally said, "Oh, I was promoting the Delhi Ali pass to the Sun goal," and I was like, "I don't know." There it is. Like, yeah, so we, you made a friend 
in all this. The silver lining, the ray of sunshine in this is... Nah, he's been a friend since summer, since the summer. Oh, that's nice. So, so, love. so, I, like so I heard that there was a... Uh, tell I, me more about this Can lunch. I tell you... Oh, no, wait, wait, before we go to lunch, I got two quotes from Sunil I wrote oh, down. Nice. Please, that please, I actually nice. liked. I, I found sorry, these interesting. No, no, don't be... Don't apologize. Uh, one was, our expectations have risen. He was talking about not qualifying for that World Cup. He said, our expectations have risen, U.S. soccer. And that's a good thing. We didn't have that 25 years ago. In the sense of now, if the U.S. does not qualify for a World Cup, people are like, that is tremendously awful. So he's just saying it is good that our bar is at the point that that's deemed a massive failure. That means we've set a higher level of expectation. Whatever. I kind of get that. Um, you disagree or what? A politician answer. Okay. Right? Yeah. You don't agree, dude? That's just like a... I don't agree that that's a politician answer you're saying? No, it's, yeah. Do you not agree that that's not a No, it's because if you think about it in the macro level, like, okay, you know what? I That's good yeah. what he's saying. Whoever wrote that for him was a great writer. Let's put it that way. They took a bad scenario and made it a very good scenario. But, but the fact of the matter right. is, is that we did not qualify. And not qualifying in this conference... Probably when you're at your is, best in is, talent. ...is really... It's not like... He put like a rose-colored le- lens on a situation that was horrifying. Yeah. What do you <laughs> think? Do you yeah. Think? No, I think it's bullshit. Oh, you do think... What did you, you didn't think it was bullshit? You thought it was a good answer? No, I, I don't know. I, I was just like... No, it's a good answer, but it's a bullshit answer. Yeah. In my opinion, I don't think that... Yeah, we have expectations that we have now, the team. I'll tell you what, 25 years ago in 1994, whenever the hell 25 years ago was, that team would have beat the shit out of our team now. Dude. They have more heart. Oh my God! You're talking about everybody: Tab Ramos, Claudio, Miola, Wallace, Balboa, Balboa, yeah, Jones, Stewart. That team was sick, dude. Yeah. Harks. Oh my Harks. <laughs> I mean, these guys. The, so we should. Harks, the talent man. from then till now should have improved tenfold. Should have, yeah. Right. No, 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 but, 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 no, but it. it uh, let's say. I think it, technically I, it did, but these. But, but they the don't heart have the is heart, different. Man. No, man. Right. Because no. those guys were fighting for themselves. They were just trying to represent yeah. their country, fighting for all of soccer in the U.S. It's not like they were getting paid millions at that right, time. Exactly. So they were literally like, "We represent U.S. They soccer. We're going to go yeah, out there. They watched and the do movie it. Miracle, and they were like, "We." Can <laughs> 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 it wasn't even out then, but they knew. Yeah. yeah, they came out with those. So that was a good quote. Yeah. And it's funny because we have different spins on it. And that's it. On one, yeah. well, you hear one he, thing and you have different perspectives. It's cool. It sounds great. It does, right? Well, he mentioned uh, this. Maybe we all feel this way. He goes, you qualify for seven World Cup. This is going to be the same way as politicians answer. You qualify for seven World Cups in a row. My wife congratulates me. You miss one. Everyone tells you their opinion. No. Yeah. Yes and no. Yes and no. Yeah, you get that, but you're we're still all like oh, we didn't qualify for the World Cup. No, no, you know what no, that no, is. Yeah. You know what that is. Yeah, that's him wanting more credit for the time that they that they won. I like that. Yeah, well said. Because think about it this way, well man. Said. What other big game? What other big team? You, should be taking you were supposed US, to qualify. USA is supposed to qualify. Maybe our bar has gotten higher. Yeah, but that doesn't mean it should drop. Yeah, it should continue to go up because be it's not fair. like we got to a point where we could say we were awesome. Italy not qualifying for the World Cup that was a disaster. That happened. <laughs> now that, I, like I think I blacked out for a summer. I don't know what four, you're years, about. four years ago. <laughs> Although the Nether, most the most I ever enjoyed a World Cup. You know why? Because zero stress. stress yeah. You gave me that. Uh, we had the uh, the picks. 
I had that chart that was like a poster board size <laughs> of the thing where you're picking the numbers, and I watched almost every game because my I was invested. I didn't care what Italy game was played. I, it's not like Champions League picking yeah. Inter to win because yeah. they're gonna win. Italy would be like win, 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 win the World Cup. Yeah, you would have lost. Netherlands not making the World Cup huge. A big, big deal. Chile, yeah. not Chile, making the World Chile, Cup. Chile was a big deal. Huge. Yeah. USA not making the World Cup. I'm surprised it didn't it happen was, sooner. No, I'll put it this way. ESPN probably talked <laughs> about it for 45 minutes. Next day. That's it. Put, yeah. put USA in South America, they would get destroyed. Yeah, they, they would not be. They, they, that team would have just been completely overall. They'd be the Panama qualifying. Dude. Like, what? If that happened. Everyone said, what happened in Italy? They, they, to this point, Italy, they still talk about it. Not yeah. making the World Cup. It was a disaster. It was a disaster. Natural disaster. disaster. I remember hearing a story one but time like where any England good politician. Yeah, we spun it. It was the greatest World Cup. I remember hearing the one time <laughs> England got eliminated. I forgot what year it was yeah. from the World Cup. The next day, the yeah, papers, the papers, right? Every World Cup, right? But that one in particular, it literally was blank page and it said nothing else matters. Yeah, well said. Nothing else matters. England got eliminated from the World Cup. The next, it wasn't this past year. It was. Yeah. I heard the story. Yeah. 15, 20 years ago. Yeah. Oh, there's, like, there's and they no just said, headline. don't yeah. care what else happened. England is not out. Making the and it literally said nothing else matters. That's I'm not going to go into it too much, but to follow on that, I you know, was hanging out with Johans recently and he talked about the South Africa World Cup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he goes, it was talked about everywhere. There were signs everywhere, commercials, people singing, dancing, the Shakiras. It was all over the place. Yeah. And he met people that should be, he realized they're school age. And he's like, oh, are you skipping class? They're like, no, the country's shut down for the month. He goes, what? He goes, the whole month. This World Cup month. Yeah. We're shut down. And he were thinking back to the World Cup in the U.S. And he's like, I had to get one exit away from Giant Stadium before I saw one billboard that was man-made by someone hanging it over a bridge <laughs> to be like, oh, my God, the game's going on. Yeah. And he's like, the disparity wow. in it. And that's – it's just it was just a neat well, tidbit. I mean, I had, I had a friend – I had a friend friend a close relative who was honeymooning in paris during the women's world cup he said you wouldn't even know that there was a women's world cup no really way. wow so that's they treat that like that's sad baby. yeah that is sad i wouldn't have expected uh, that but I, I mean i don't know that the world cup was near like yeah. the louvre and the notre dame you know what right. I mean? but, like they were i would imagine that there would be some sort of like watch parties because he said everything on tv was, was like cricket <laughs> Here it's big because they actually win. Yeah, no, because the they're US good. loves nothing more than being like, we're winning. Yeah. Everybody, we're winning. That's a good point, man. Right? That's kind of like in the Olympics when they changed the logo because they thought it was ugly. Yeah. The NBC was like, this. NBC changed the logo of the Olympic because they, they didn't like, like... they owned it? They didn't, No, honest to God, dude, they changed... like. You know how like every every country creates their own. Yeah. Logo? Oh yeah, yeah, like, okay, yeah. I that think, little the little animation. I think the, yeah. Yeah. England England was doing the Olympics and they didn't like it, so they just made their own. And then every time they broadcasted it, they showed their. <laughs> I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Wow. That, yeah, honest to God, it was Far crazy, out. dude. Yeah. Crazy. But, but I was just gonna say, I think um, I think that was amazing, dude. I really wish I went to this conference. And you missed I would out have next year. If if it's if it's at Sacred Heart, I'm I'm. So I'm definitely in. Well, uh, we yeah, have no choice. Think, yeah, no. <laughs> We're gonna be like I'm propped up like a DJ booth. <laughs> 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 you know what I mean? Like <laughs> yo, DJ. <laughs> what do you think? Play some Neil. Anyway, so that was. I mean, that that was that was great, right? We had a good time. That led us into. Um, lunch where you know we I told a story about meeting Sebastian. We sat at the table. Yep. Um, 
met Tom McCabe, a producer for the movie Soccer Town USA. Yeah. We've exchanged conversations since then. He recommended an incredible book about the area that I'm from. I know you're going to probably deem me like, oh, yeah, I keep talking about El Paso. But either way, regardless. You could say in about five seconds. I'm going to. The book is called This Love is Not for Cowards, Salvation <laughs> Soccer <laughs> Ciudad Juarez. Oh, that's I haven't. And so yeah, it was one of those where we started talking, and he's in part of the U.S. history uh, soccer historian. He's a professor at Rutgers, yeah. And he was in, very easy to talk to. It was a matter of like, man, that's so inviting. Kind of wish yeah, he had his so own class. Inviting. Did he have his own class? He did. Dude. I remember him telling Saturday. me that that they, they asked him oh, if he, he needed to teach a history class, and he goes, "I'll teach that class if you let me teach a soccer history class." <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. awesome. But like, it is listen, history. This is 100. And this guy, so him and I linked up in a matter of like. He ends up saying, like, oh, you're from El Paso. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm from El Paso. And he goes, do you know Alejandro Sendejas? And I was like, yeah. Like, well, like, I mean, I we're all part of the same kind of soccer circle, right? Yeah. And he goes, Alejandro Sendejas was in the same room in IMG as my son, Tom McCabe. And I was like, oh, right on. Tom McCabe is part of the MLS, playing with Cincinnati FC. And it was just a matter of, like, that's that's really They were cool. connected. Cool. It was cool, man. Really and I was like, wow. Before. And we started chatting. And, yeah, sure enough, I mean, this guy's a... Uh, He's been, he knows the game. He's a historian, right? And it's one of those like, I, I can't wait to get more involved with that. And you American historian, which is yes. like, you know, it seems like I feel like I know more about European well, even than that, I do like, about my own country. Yeah, Put it this way. You, you, you watch a film of any sort of World Cup or Champions League in the past, yeah. and you'll have a historian that knows about, oh, well, as you lead up to the time, and they set the, they, they give you the, the context. Yeah. This guy does this because he knows the American game yeah. so well that he is a soccer historian yeah. for the American game. You know what's really cool about That's him? incredible. He was just as interested to hear about FMST podcast. History. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, he was literally like, Wait, what do you guys do? And we're telling him, and he's like, he's leaned forward. He's like, wow, it's really cool. What do you guys talk about? I got to listen to it. And I'm sitting there like, dude, you, we have, we have no... We have his email with some of the Oh, yeah, we've uh, communicated with him. I said, gave him the business card that we have from the conference. Oh, that's right. so I really gave cool. him one. Dude, that yeah. night he emailed me, and I was like, you know what? Respect. That's awesome, because really, you know what? I mean, yeah. you didn't have to do that, and you did because there was a connection, and yeah. shout out to you, Tom McCabe. Uh, awesome. Can't wait yeah. Can't wait to uh, chat with you more, Connect right? more, right, absolutely. So as that was all happening, right, it was cool because it, it, it set the, the tone for how the whole day was, and it, it started in a pretty fun way, Yeah. right? As we arrived to the conference, you know, it, we showed up day two. We, didn't, we weren't able to go to day one because of prior obligations. And we get there, and we sit at a table, and we're kind of sitting there on our own. And this one guy, before before uh, yeah, yeah. before we have the conversation about John, we had this one guy come up, and he goes, uh, "Hey, who are you guys?" And I was all like, "Oh, well, we're we're podcast on the way." He just walks away, and I was like, "That was weird." <laughs> so I, later on, the thing that I looked at, weird. yeah, and I looked at his name, and I was kind of like, "Who are you, dude?" Yeah, no, he apparently is like a really big wig amongst like the Twitter world, podcasting world, the Tannenbaum, I think something like that along right. his name, and he. It was pretty, uh, pretty just, he brushed us aside, like, oh, who are you guys? And we told him, and he goes, he literally just, and I was like, oh, here's Never a business kind of one, and he's just kind of like, oh, he didn't even say bye. He just walked away. Oh, yeah. the guy, like, from that Google movie, the kid only looking for the smart guy. <laughs> and he walked away. The interns? The interns, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so it was like, that guy was going, hey, what's going on? Uh, if he blasts us, whatever, I don't care, but the guy was rude, man. And even then, um, so after, after, after he left, we got a, a, a Mr. Twitter John Hillner, right? He, oh, came, he comes cool. up. And he goes, uh, you mind if I sit with you guys? Who is this guy? So this this guy, I was thinking like just another fan at a conference. John is a 60s Princeton alumni soccer player. Now immediately we're like, oh, stories. 
Tell oh, us. Yeah. Tell us when you were playing here in this. What, I, I was Princeton all boys back then? I mean, might have been. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, it might have been all guys named John only. Who knows? <laughs> and he starts telling us, and he goes, uh, what was the... For- uh, oh, he goes, We uh, the formations back then were different. And it was... Uh, we, had, we actually asked him, we said, what do you see the difference between game back then yeah, and, and games now? now? And, he, and he really goes, formations. Formations. Immediately. And it was a 3-2-5? Two, 2-3-5. Two, two, three, three, three defenders. Two defenders in the back. <laughs> Sweepers, essentially. 2-3-5. Three, three, three midfielders in front of him. And five up top. And then five up top. Now, immediately, I, I said... Yeah, that's how we do play, no matter what <laughs> formation we put out. And that, uh, I tell him, I go, didn't you just send us a text that had this, like, old-school poster you would hang up in your room that had formations from, like, you know, early days till today? And I remember reading one that was that formation and going, huh, they used to play super attacking or whatever. And Long then this ball. guy sits down in <sighs> front of me ball, and dude. literally says that. And I'm dude. like, I need to hear how you played that. And he starts you know, riffing on his teammates. And he was like, the guys, the midfielders would never come back. Never coming back. Everybody's was, attacking. Oh, he was a defender? He was a defender. Was the defender, midfielders yeah. would never come back. We would be there and it would be so isolated. Right. And sure enough, yeah. a guy walks against up. Two against five. <laughs> <laughs> the other so, team got five, yeah. dude. <laughs> guy number two walks in. Hey, John. Hey, what's going on? Give themselves a hug. Give themselves a hug. Oh, they must they know each other. 20, and 20. so they were teammates. So they were, I think they attend this together. Yeah. They were, uh, and he sits down and he goes, oh, yeah, we played at the same time together. And uh, so we asked the question. Also, we hear the midfield yeah. never we're gets like back. That. This dude sits down. He goes, oh, man, back then. As a midfield, you're, after, you're running forwards, backwards. You're hustling like crazy. <laughs> the opposite of oh, what his teammate just said. Awesome. And I'm like, this is amazing. This is like how two friends just talk about their perspective oh, yeah, of the yeah, game. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it was just so fun to hear. And then we only had a few minutes. Yeah, it was probably 10 minutes at the most. But yeah. it was fun. It was, it was cool seeing yeah. people that were talking about and reminiscing about those yeah. days. We were looking at ourselves yeah, in the like, mirror, like, you know, 40 years from now kind of thing. That's basically what we're doing here. Friends talking about soccer games and soccer soccer stories and stuff. I mean, you said you sat with Johans the other day and you just heard some of those phenomenal yeah, stories. Yeah, like an hour went It's by. basically what we want to do. We want to share people's soccer stories. And yeah. I know, I mean, I love telling my son some some of my old stories, you mm-hmm. know. So it's just, I hope he grows up to do the same thing. Because yeah. some of my best friends are, Came my, from my best friends are all from soccer. playing soccer, basically, yeah. all yeah. of them. So. I mean, I don't know about you guys. A lot of my life experiences were on the field or related to people that were on the field with. And that's oftentimes yeah. why I get uh, hassled. You know, yeah. right? You always bring up El Paso. But it's just a matter of that's where I grew up. I mean, that's the only stories that's I really have yeah. that revolve around soccer yeah. that were the really yeah. important ones. So as much as you guys talk about stuff that happened here, I have zero connection to Connecticut. I, I was like, I didn't even know where Connecticut was until we were yeah. going to move there. <laughs> She was like, I didn't know it was a state. And I was like, yeah, I know. So it was a matter of all of my stuff is back Southwest. Yeah, no, so no, no. my stories, my friends, my we like my it. my history yeah. is all back there. And I bring I it like, up often, but it's just a matter of how it is. No, it's great. But it's kind of like if anyone's ever watched uh, The Golden Girls. Yeah. It's it's Sophia. It's like, picture it. Sicily. 1955. You know I've what I mean? Seen, I've never seen. Oh, you never watched Golden Girls? Nah, great man. show, dude. You love it, dude. Yeah, I feel four like old, Uncle Rico sometimes. Though. Four old ladies, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great
<laughs> all right then. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm that, was our, that was our experience at Princeton. It was fun. I'm glad, yeah. you, guys I'm glad you guys had a good time. I wish I really could have gone. And yeah. you missed dinner, out. The dinner sounds like it was probably the best part of the whole thing, especially if you were no, not the best part. No, the I food think, wasn't the best. It uh, was pretty light. I thought no, it, was, it was fine. It was fine. But the conversations was cool. Oh, that, that's I mean, what matters. That sports announcer also sat next to us. Oh, that's so cool. he's starting to share. Stories of like Come that's a, oh yeah so cool. Did you hear that? I asked him because I wanted to ask him in the at the class in questions. I, I want to ask him, what was your favorite game you ever announced? Yeah. So now I had like chance number two to ask him, but he's sitting right next to me now. Uh, I can't. Remember. I think he he couldn't like decide. He was like it was just the big games. So like the, a, the story I remember most classical, vivid, you know, oh, like wow, he's done. Yeah. So he's like you don't. He almost just. Oh, but he he did answer it. I remember the answer now. Do you remember? I know. I, I can tell you a story now as to what his what, one of his biggest me. memories. So he said that one of the times that he had to be the the person on the field. So he's there and he's talking to the person that had just you know won the game and he's excited about it and he's talking, and this fan and the fans came onto the field. So as they're interviewing. This guy comes up and shows the guy a knife and has a knife to the guy's he face. He said machete. A machete. He goes, he goes, he had a large knife, a machete. <laughs> and he goes, and he had it to the player's face. And and him being Jaime going like, I think he wants your jersey. And the guy takes off his jersey, gives, gives it to the guy with the machete. And the guy walks away. And he goes, so I grew up in this environment where we're faced with a bunch of stuff and you just learn to roll with it. And he goes, that was one of the biggest things that stuck yeah. in my head. And he was talking about the differences between like the, the South American fan and the European fan. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah, how did you get in? You know, I don't know, he probably had like a cousin that like was in the hospital and well, they, promised to give it to him. Well, he was like talking about know, this. Uh, this was down. This was uh, Ecuador. Ecuador. So this right. wasn't like at, at the classico. This happened. You know what I mean? But uh, he. It was a Libertadores game, from what I remember. Oh, you're right. He said it was like an Ecuador yeah. Libertadores game. So it was like a big game, uh, wow. and it was like you know he was on TV. He was like, oh, okay then. <laughs> but he said uh, the um, Suarez uh, Uruguay handball. Oh yeah, he mentioned that Cup. one. Yeah. yeah, the World Cup games he said were memorable. They're fun. They're cheating. Yeah. yeah, cheater. Eh? Tactical. 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 Well, don't don't turn me around for my hypocrisy. And that's from <laughs> now on, it is tactical, man. <laughs> but yeah, so amazing conference, awesome experience, <laughs> friendship bonding, uh, lots of soccer, another soccer packed weekend, and it was cool. If you, anyone out there listening, if you have any soccer stories that you want to share, yeah. reach out to us because we wanna we wanna. We want to hear them, and we want other people to hear them, and we want you to tell those. Make stories. sure they're good. So yeah, they gotta be good. None of this, <laughs> we'll none of this like you know, Same Billy. Old. Like I scored forty <laughs> goals in high school or something like that. Stories because I think everybody scored forty goals in a state. Claudia's like, who is that state? Like, we don't yeah. care. We don't care. You scored with what town? <laughs> yeah. Just the, so, the story that connects that you and your friends still bring up because it was yeah. really funny or whatever. The yeah. stories you're gonna talk about forever. We want to hear those stories. Yeah, let's so, get him on the mic. All right, guys. So it was a good um, night, man, gentlemen. Good always guys, a pleasure. Always. Hello, Marco. Goodbye to everybody out there. Goodbye. Peace. Thanks for listening to FM Soccer Talk. To catch our next episode, subscribe on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and Spotify. You will not want to miss it. <laughs>